Hi and welcome to The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. Let's explore and unpack the inner workings of our subconscious and conscious minds, where we will dive deep into our inner world, where we will create space by giving ourselves permission to press the pause button on life. Let's share this journey together as we discover what makes us tick, seeking out new perspective, insights and strategies that will make our lives easier and our relationships even more meaningful and fulfilling. Join me now as we journey through the amazing world of human behavior. Let's bring some curiosity, wonderment, and a massive dose of fun and unlock our hidden potential for exploring this inner work. G'day. Welcome to season two, episode 14 of the Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that life is treating you well. Today, I want to get straight into the topic of choice. When I started to explore choice and to really start to look at the concept that everything in our life is our choice, it really started to wrangle with me and it started to come up with some strange concepts, some strange questions that I needed to answer. But the more that I dove into the, the concept of choice, the more I was able to recognize that, yes, I am in charge of everything in my life. It is my choice. Even when things happen to me, that I have no choice over. And this is one of those conversations that I've had with many people. They say, well, what about rape? What about if a crime's been committed against you? That's not your choice. And it's not. And it's a horrible thing to have to experience. However, our response, our reaction is our choice. And it's our response and our reaction that determines how we interpret that, that time, that period. And, you know, when it's something that's been traumatic, it, it's going to take a long time to be able to move through that. And depending on the choices that we make will depend on, on how we experience it. So, yes, there's lots of things in our life that we have no choice over. But what we do have is the choice of how we choose to respond, react, interpret or understand. And what I wanted to be able to do today was to be able to share with you seven critical areas of choice. Now, these are these are big topics, so I'm only going to be able to touch on them, but it will give you an idea of the seven critical areas of choice. Now, the concept I'm talking to you from here is a leadership concept. So as a leader, you know, whether you are a, a parent, because if you're a parent, you're a leader. If you're a teammate, you're a leader. If you're a partner if you're a husband a wife you're a leader if you're a colleague you're a leader my concept of a leader is anybody who has the ability to influence those around them so really we're all leaders but these are the seven critical areas of choice with regards to leadership of others and leadership of ourselves and the first one is to be self-inspiring we want to be able to choose things that are going to inspire us, things that are going to give us that, that G up, the things that we can start to move toward, because inspiration is a moving towards strategy, whereas motivation is a moving away. So we want to be inspired by things. And the way that I do this is I chunk it up to the highest level. What will this give me? What will this choice give me? What, how will it empower me? What will it enable me to do? And it's not just to get through a difficult time. It's to move beyond that. 
So when we chunk things up, we can move them to a higher purpose. So, for example, I've spoken about this before when I went to the gym. When I started to go to the gym, for what reason did I go to the gym? To lose weight. Yep. But what would that give me? Well, it would give me a sense of vitality. Cool. What would that give you? Um, it would give me the ability to be more functional, to be able to you know, bend down and cut my toenails without grunting and growing. What would that give you? Well, that would give me a bit more uh, freedom to do stuff. Cool. What would that give you? Well, it would give me more confidence. Cool. What would that give you? And I keep going and I keep going until I get to the level of peace. Now, when I go to the gym, it's because I want peace. Going to the gym gives me confidence. It gives me personal fitness. It gives me stamina. It helps me um, challenge myself. But overall, the overarching concept is that it gives me peace because then I can I know that I can do all of these things. Can you see how I've chunked it right up to a, a very high level? How long do I want to experience peace for? For the rest of my life. That means that I can go to the gym and get peace whenever I want. And because I want peace, peace is something that I want in my life. It becomes an easy choice to make. Going to the gym isn't any more a case of, oh, don't fancy that. It's like, no, I'm going to go because that's where I get my peace from. So that's element one. Area number two, persist against frustration. Frustration is something that can really uh, drain us, can, can cause us a lot of uh, frustration <laughs> in our life. It's, it's a constant source of pain. And for me, frustration really was a brick wall. It's something that I couldn't get past. Frustration, when I looked into the meaning of it, means that you're almost there. You're very, very close. It's almost within touching distance. But there's some sort of invisible barrier that's in the way that's stopping you from achieving or feeling the the desired way or outcome that you want. Now, I got coached on this. And my coach said to me, how about you turn the word frustration into fascination? And I was like, well, what good is that going to do? And she said, you become fascinated about the invisible barrier that's stopping you. Who's done it before? How did they do it? When did they do it? Who might know more about this? Have you got enough time, skills, knowledge, information, resources? If so, what are you, how are you applying it? Are you applying it in the right way? What lessons can you learn from what you've taken already out of this experience? And all of, you know, just by bringing fascination and curiosity and asking thousands and thousands of questions, I'm able to get past frustration much quicker. So, you know, the second area of choice is frustration. Third area of choice is the choice to be able to delay gratification. And again, when I started to look at this, I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Well, we live in a world where gratification is instant almost. We put something up on Facebook and we get likes. We get that instant gratification. We want information. We ask Google. We want to know what the weather's like on the other side of the world. We, we go on, the, on an app to have a look at it. It's almost instant. Now, gratification is something that we all like. We all like to seek gratification. But if we are getting it instantly all the time, over and over and over and over and over again, the actual impact of that gratification becomes less. It's almost like a drug addict. You know, I've, I've, I've never taken drugs, but I've heard that when you take drugs, the first high is the best high you will ever have. And you'll never have a high like that again. And you just keep chasing it. And this is what delaying of gratification does. It enables us not to become addicted to instant gratification. It empowers us to be able to make the choice and to delay the gratification until it's a bigger win, until it's a bigger outcome 
and we can really then celebrate it and we go yeah look what i've achieved it's a bit like doing your yearly goals and achieving them if you if you were to celebrate every single goal that you got by the time you got to the end of the year you'd be over celebrating your goals but if you waited until the end of the year and you went okay i'm doing well i'm doing well and you give yourself a little champion along the way but when you get to the end of the year if you've achieved your goal boom that's where you celebrate so being able to delay our gratification this is a choice point these are all choice points frustration it's a choice do i want to experience frustration or would i rather fit experience fascination inspiration do i want to choose inspiration do i want to become self-inspiring or not the fourth one regulating our mood how do we regulate our mood well being able to understand what a mood is which one of the definitions is and this is the one i like a mood is where we linger in an emotion for a period of time so we're lingering in an emotion for a period of time if it's a good emotion and we're in a good mood we want to stick with that for as long as possible we can we can sustain that we can make a choice point around it however if we find ourselves in a in a bad mood in a poor mood we then have choice we have the choice to do something about it one of the The greatest ways to be able to change an emotion or a mood quickly is through movement. I remember I woke up one day and I just felt a little bit, a little bit deflated. It was like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to do today. Today sucks. I don't want to adult today. And I noticed that my mood was low and I didn't want this. It became a choice point. And I was like, right, how can I flip it? And I had a look at my feelings wheel, my mood, my emotions wheel that I keep all around the house. And on the opposite side of lethargic, which was how I was feeling, was energetic. And I was like, all right, how can I become energetic? It was like, this was about seven o'clock in the morning. Shirley was in bed with a cup of tea and I'm getting up to go to work and I'm feeling low. My mood was low. I made the choice point. So I said, hey, Google play my favorite song and my favorite song came on and I started dancing around and jumping up and down and singing and having fun and I jumped on the bed and Shelly's like what are you doing and I said I'm changing my mood I was changing my mood through action through music through doing something it became a choice point and for the rest of the oh there we go <laughs> I got a google thing in the corner <laughs> she just sparked off um so we can regulate our mood through choice we can raise our awareness to it The fifth area of choice is to create sustainable hope. What do I mean by sustainable hope? Well, sustainable hope, we all like hope. We all want to have something to look forward to. Hope is is a it's a feeling it's something that we look forward to it's like i hope that i'm going to have a nice weekend or i hope that our holiday is going to be good it's something we look forward to but sustainable means that we're in charge of it we can regulate it so one of the ways that we can develop a sustainable hope principle is to find something that we enjoy doing something that we like doing it might be a sport might be reading a book it might be going for a bike ride it might be watching a movie with a friend it might be doing some personal development work studying whatever it is it's something that you can control you're in charge of it you can you can schedule it in you can put it into your calendar you can put it into your diary and it's something that we want to keep doing over and over again. So something that might be a sustainable hope could be um, 
every weekend being able to spend an hour playing with with your kids or your grandkids or spending some quality time with your partner or friends you know maybe making a coffee date that's something that you're going to look forward to and you can go as hard or as as gentle as you like on that it could just be a quick coffee date or it could be a whole morning of enjoying cake and having a good old natter with your friends but it's you're in charge of it. It's it's something that you can regulate. It's something that you can start to uh, put into your diary and, and manage. So sustainable hope. Number six, empathy. Empathy is a choice. Now, for me, empathy, I had to study empathy. I had to understand empathy because I didn't really get it. I'd kind of got empathy mixed up with um, sympathy. And from what I can understand, my understanding, my version of empathy is where you put yourself into somebody else's shoes. You look through their eyes. You experience life through their filters, their belief systems, from what you know of that person. Whereas sympathy is you you kind of just understand and you, you, you have feelings around it and you just go, yeah, that sucks. I, I can see that that would be sad for you. An example that I often use around this is somebody comes into work and they're looking a little bit sad and you go up to them and you say, hey, how are you? Okay. I've noticed you're feeling, you're looking a little bit sad. You're a little bit, not your normal self today. And they go, oh, yeah, well, you know, yesterday my dog died. And you go, oh, shit, that sucks. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, well, I hope you, I hope you feel better soon. You know, that, that's pretty much sympathy. Whereas empathy is trying to understand more. Trying to see it through their filters. And I think an empathetic conversation might go something like this. Hey, how are you? I've noticed you, you're a little bit down today. Is everything okay? Oh, my dog died last night. Oh, that sucks. I'm really sorry to hear that. Tell me about your dog. Have you had your dog long? Well, my dog was my mum's dog and uh, she passed on a few years ago and we took the dog on. So you know, it's kind of like the last link connection to my mum that's still on, that was still alive. And you go, oh, shit, now I, now I get it. Now I get the link. It's about losing your mum as well as losing the dog. And you could imagine, you know, then what that person's experiencing. So you start to see it through their filters, through their belief systems through their values and you you try that on you try it on empathy is about feeling into it so it becomes a choice point because empathy is it is it takes more work it takes more effort to be empathetic is that even a word to be to have empathy <laughs> it takes more choice it takes more work it becomes a choice point and then the final one is to be able to control our impulses if we can understand what our impulses are and possibly even how they're impacting other people around us our knee-jerk behaviors for example then we can start to control them we can start to recognize the triggers this again is a choice point because it takes effort so if we can understand what our impulses are it might be the impulse to buy something might be the impulse to have a chocolate bar might be the impulse to honk your horn and have a bit of a shout when you're at the traffic lights with somebody who's just cut you up or something. Whatever your impulses are, 
we can start to control them. And again, that then becomes a choice point. Do we act upon the impulse or do we not act upon the impulse? Like I say, it becomes a choice point. So when we start to recognize that we are in charge of all of our choices and only us, and we can start to focus on these seven critical areas of choice, and they are being self-inspiring, persisting against frustration, delaying of gratification, regulating our mood, creating sustainable hope, choosing empathy, and controlling our impulses. If we can look at these seven critical areas of choice and ch make choices that are going to benefit us and benefit for the greater good, then what we can start to realize is that we are in charge of our life. We have responsibility. Now, this is really taking control of yourself. This is leadership of yourself. But if you can start to share this with other people, it starts to become leadership of others as well. And this is what I would love you to do. If you found this interesting, if you found this useful, share it with somebody else. Jump on whatever platform it is and hit the share button. Send it to your partner. Send it to your best friend. Say, hey, yeah, he's right. We are in charge of our own destinies. We do have choice. And these are the seven critical areas of life in which we can start to really make good choices and positively impact our lives. And if we start to be able to raise our awareness to these seven areas, then we can start to choose these seven areas. All right. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feelings around this podcast. I'd love to hear what your your what, what, went, what went off in your head as I went through each of them. Share with me an aha moment. Share with me something that you know, has inspired you. Maybe it could be how you chunk up to inspiration. How do you do that? Perhaps it's being able to rediscover that frustration doesn't have to be frustrating. It can be fascinating. Perhaps it's the, the break for around empathy. I know when I, I got it explained in that way, I was like, all oh, right, so I just have to step into that person's mind. Cool. That'd be cool. How do we do that? Again, curiosity. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback around it. All right. Well, that's it for episode 14 of the Inner Work, the podcast. I will leave it there. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, stay safe. And I'll join you again next week for another installment of the Inner Work, the podcast. Until then, take care. Tiro. Thank you for joining me and taking the time to listen to this episode of the Inner Work, the podcast. I trust you found this enjoyable, interesting and thought provoking. The next step is to bring your conscious awareness to this new perspective and way of thinking and then apply it to your day-to-day -day life. As you listen to more Inner Work podcasts and apply them, you will notice subtle yet powerful things changing in your life. If you're already noticing this, I would really encourage you to share these podcasts with your friends and family so that they too may start the journey of the Inner Work. Please subscribe to these podcasts so that you don't miss out on the next episodes. And whatever platform you're listening to them on, please either leave a review or pop onto my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching, and share your experiences. Until the next episode, wherever you are in the world, take care and keep doing the inner work. Toodaloo!